0: This is Earth Files, the award winning news site with the latest updates in science, environment, and real X Files. Podcasting in depth reports beyond the 6 o'clock news by Emmy award winning journalist Linda Moulton Howe.
1: Hi, everyone in the United States and around the world. Good news. This Earth Files YouTube channel has broken through 242,000 subscribers. Thank you so much to all of you for your great support. And if you are new to the channel, please click on the subscribe and like buttons. It doesn't cost you anything, but it helps us at YouTube. Two weeks ago, I flew to California for the Contact in the Desert Conference, June 1st to June 5th. And on that last day of June 5th came the now-famous debrief headline, Quote, Intelligence officials say U.S. has retrieved craft of non-human origin. Close quote. Reported by Leslie Keene and Ralph Blumenthal. And the intelligence official featured in the article is... David Charles Grush, 36 years old, decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA, and leader of NGA's UAP analysis, veteran of National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO, NRO representative to Pentagon's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, or UAPTF in the years 2020 to 2021, and Geospatial Agencies co-leader for UAP analysis in the years 2021 to 2022. The night of the June 5th, while still at the Contact in the Desert Conference Hotel, several of us speakers got together to do a podcast panel about the breaking David Grush news. And here in this video frame recorded by Tracy Dolan, I am speaking next to other contact speakers, Richard Dolan, Steve Bassett, Alan Steinfeld, and off-screen were JJ and Desiree Hertak, both PhDs, authors, and founders of Academy for Future Science in Tucson, Arizona. Also off-screen were Sarah and Danny Sheehan. Danny has been an attorney for UAP investigator Luis Elizondo. And only two days before, Politico had headlined on June 3, 2023, quote, If the government has UFO crash materials, it's time to reveal them. The benefits to humanity outweigh the fear of discovering we're not alone in this universe, close quote. And the politico article was written by former dod official christopher mellon and the next day on june 4th 2023 the uk star headline quote whistleblowers worked on secret u.s government program to rebuild crashed ufos the world of alien conspiracy theories has been blown wide open thanks to the confessions of four experts who told of a secret UFO repair scheme that they worked on for the U.S. government, close quote. And then on June 7, 2023, Fox News reported, quote, Pentagon denies secret UFO retrieval program after whistleblower bombshell. Experts and journalists have backed whistleblower David Charles Grush, a decorated Air Force veteran who said the U.S. retrieve craft of non-human origin close quote also june 7th independent journalist michael schellenberger reported quote u.s has 12 or more alien spacecraft say military and intelligence contractors military and intelligence agencies are withholding evidence from congress sources say close quote and then that same day the atlantic asked quote Why everyone is suddenly talking about aliens. A new report of secretive government programs investigating non-human vehicles and pilots bears a striking resemblance to many that came before, close quote. The next day on June 8th, the UK Daily Mail added, quote, The Pentagon UFO expert David Grush, who says aliens have crash-landed on Earth, claims the American government is hiding their bodies close quote that same day the uk daily mail also had an exclusive report by josh boswell quote marine vet michael herrera breaks 14-year silence to make astonishing claim that his six-man unit saw a hovering octagonal ufo which is eight sides being loaded with weapons by unmarked u.s forces who threatened them at gunpoint while serving in Indonesia in 2009. Herrera claims an Air Force lieutenant colonel told him, quote, You're not allowed to talk about what happened. You will go to prison or you will die, close quote. Two days later, on June 10th, Josh Boswell also reported for the Daily Mail, quote, exclusive Crash UFO recovered by the U.S. military distorted space and time, leaving one investigator nauseous and disoriented when he went inside and discovered it was much larger inside than out, Attorney for Whistleblower reveals. Lawyer Daniel Sheehan tells DailyMail.com that they had a guy go into the craft and it was the size of a football stadium inside while the outside was only about 30 feet in diameter. Sheehan also has been helping bring whistleblowers like former senior Air Force intelligence officer David Grush to Congress, quote. And then Sunday night, July, June 11th, Live News Nation aired a two-hour special with whistleblower David Grush and Australian TV news host Ross Colhart. I watched it all and the UK Daily Mail the next morning headline, quote, Pentagon UFO whistleblower claims people have been killed by non-human intelligences and says U.S. government will do anything to protect the secret. David Grush served 14 years in the Air Force before going public with his claims. He says the government has been lying for decades about discovering UFOs and extraterrestrial life close quote during the Pentagon's 80 year life since its official opening on January 15 1943 one of its great secrets kept from Congress kept from the American people and kept from the whole world was how true The July 8, 1947 Roswell Daily Record front-page story was, quote, Roswell Army Airfield captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. No details of flying disc are revealed, close quote. It was not a weather balloon. It was a non-human flying saucer craft that contained extraterrestrial bodies. Rancher Mac Brazel found the strange debris and collected bags of it to take to Roswell Sheriff George Wilcox. The sheriff contacted the Roswell Army Airfield's commander, Colonel Butch Blanchard. Blanchard also sent Major Jesse Marcel, an intelligence officer from the base, to investigate more thoroughly. Accompanied by the sheriff and Brazel, Marcel returned to the site and collected more wreckage. Marcel also made a public statement that was published in that historic July 8, 1947, Roswell Daily Record, quote, The intelligence office of the 509th Bombardment Group at Roswell Army Airfield announced at noon today that the field has come into the possession of a flying saucer, close quote. But after the RAAF's Colonel Blanchard contacted his military superior, General Roger W. Ramey, commander of the 8th Air Force in Fort Worth, Texas, General Ramey, on the left in this historic photograph, with Colonel Thomas DuBose in Fort Worth, Texas, decided to pose with weather balloon debris as an alleged cover-up explanation for the real secrets. Of the ufo and non-human bodies retrieved by military security of the 509th bomb group of the u.s army air forces stationed near roswell new mexico but general ramey and the pentagon could not explain it all away because the local roswell daily record reported what they actually learned from their roswell military sources about a flying saucer or flying disc on its July 8, 1947 front page. I have always admired them for that. And today, the paper still has a UFO reporter. He is Toby Martinez. Toby has worked for the Roswell Daily Record for 22 years. And when I learned that News Nation would have another interview update, With Charles David Grush on Sunday evening, June 11th, I asked Toby for his feedback after the computer broadcast. When did you first hear about Charles David Grush?
2: I was first alerted that he was working with the Inspector General and that he had been part of a UAP task force back in March. I was sent some communications from a source that showed he was asking military people that had experience with UAP to come speak with him. I believe he was working with Space Force at the time.
1: Yes. What is your understanding about the role of the Inspector General, and why does the Inspector General play such an important part in this revelation from Grush?
2: The inspector general is someone inside the government or military that someone can go to and file a complaint if they feel there's any wrongdoing or illegal activity that needs to be investigated. Grouch filed his complaint to the IG saying classified information was being kept from Congress and members of the Senate, and that complaint was deemed credible and urgent. So while the claim isn't directly related to the information he's saying is classified, It did enough to raise a red flag at the inspector general that, hey, it looks like someone inside is keeping classified information from people that should have it. So if that information does turn out to be what Grouch is claiming it is, then there you go. There's your proof right there.
1: When was he first planning to reveal this UFO reality? A year ago. A full year ago. Yes. And you had mentioned that you heard it was going to evolve to coming out public in March of 2023. What do you think delayed it?
2: I was just made aware that he was reaching out to other whistleblowers and trying to get statements from military personnel that had encountered UAP. The story actually broke in the debrief.
1: Which was June 5th, 2023.
2: Yeah. And then that was basically confirmed when Danny Sheehan went on Chrissy Newton's podcast for the debrief a week before contact in the desert and mentioned his name.
1: And what is your first reactions to what has unfolded since June 5th? And we are talking on June 12th.
2: Yeah, so my initial reaction was, I obviously knew that he was extremely qualified. He has all the credentials of someone that would be able to gather the information he says he has. And I do know that he did file the inspector general complaint. And I would say the Revelations are pretty stunning coming from someone of his stature. I would say a lot of people that follow the UFO community and the news of it real closely probably had at least heard about most of the things he talked about. But for him to come out and actually confirm that we have crashed crafts and non-human entities, kind of a watershed moment in my opinion.
1: Yes, and last night he said that there are extraterrestrial entities that are hostile and have killed humans.
2: Yeah, that part I had found very interesting. I think the only case I remember hearing of where any alleged casualties was was sometime, I believe, in the 80s or 90s in Brazil. That was kind of shocking to hear that, honestly. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. I did find it really interesting that he brought up multi-dimensional beings.
1: How did you understand what he meant?
2: My impression is he's not willing to say they're extraterrestrial. And I know this is something that's been talked about before, but it sounds like it's possible the way he spoke of it, that it's been here on this planet with us for centuries. It could be a different type of life, maybe crypto-terrestrial, maybe interdimensional. I wouldn't rule out extraterrestrial. I know that he's claiming that that's not for sure what these are.
1: An interdimensional seems consistent with the evolution of physics to today in 2023, where there are various papers and presentations by physicists about other dimensions. Yeah,
2: it's an absolutely fascinating concept, and I feel like that's one of the advantages of science is it's always expanding and it's always adding new elements, new theories, new proof. And it's interesting that he brought up uh, multidimensional because there was an article released by, I believe, The Sun a few days ago where Danny Sheehan talked about this craft that wasn't that large, but when you went inside it, it was the size of a football field on the inside
1: and 30 feet on the outside. The reason why it's very interesting to me is I began investigating UFOs in conjunction with animal mutilations in September of 1979, 44 years ago. In that first 79 to 80 time period, one of the letters was from somebody saying I was in the military. There was a craft, and that the man writing to me said that he was asked to go up a ladder and that there was some kind of an opening on the side of what otherwise was like a disk craft, and that he was asked to report back what he was seeing. It looked like the size of a football field inside, but on the outside, it looked like it was only about 30 feet long. Same description that Danny Sheehan described.
2: I've heard people theorize that it could be a form of time dilation.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Ross Colthar confirmed yesterday that he will be releasing interviews with first-hand witnesses, the people that actually dealt with crafts and bodies. And I think if they come forward and what they say is authentic, I think that could completely change the game.
1: Yes. And what is the timeline for that release?
2: I do not know other than you said soon. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be in this field. Right. It seems like there's a stronger push for the truth from the inside. Hopefully this could be the year. This could at least lead to us finally having the truth confirmed.
1: Being in the 21st century when we're all learning that for at least 85 years back to World War II and perhaps more to 1933 and the craft that allegedly was retrieved near Magenta, Italy, that's almost a century in which it's becoming so clear that the policies of our government, the five eyes together from World War II, has been to keep the public and our enemies completely unaware of anything about the truth of an extraterrestrial presence on this planet and its technology. What is your own reaction to understanding that for nearly a century we've all been lied to by policies of denial?
2: I am definitely not shocked in the slightest. It's been proven time and time again throughout history that the government does lie to its own people. I think it's not a first, and I don't think it'll be a last. What I would like to know is why they feel it's so important to keep this truth from us. Yes. I can understand that I'm not wanting adversaries to have technology, but when you have hundreds of thousands of credible witnesses, you have video, you have audio of people seeing these things, you have photos, it becomes hard to deny. So in my opinion, if you can't deny a truth, the easiest way to get rid of it is to stigmatize it, throw out disinfo, right?
1: Right. And then we end up in a civilization now in the 2023 year in which most people don't trust governments at all.
2: Yeah. And that's kind of the part that I find strange is a lot of these people don't trust their government, but they want the government to provide disclosure. Like when I spoke with Tim Burchett, the congressman, He said, you know, this is the thing with these programs like Arrow. You're hiring the same people to get to the bottom of this problem that started it in the first place. How are you going to trust what they tell you?
1: Right. What is your own answer to yourself?
2: I know what I've seen and experienced. So for me, there's no doubt that there is something out there that we can't explain. But I would love for them to come forward and give people the truth.
1: What have you seen for yourself?
2: I've had multiple sightings. I've seen the triangle craft. I do have a case of missing time, which is a long story, so I won't get into it with you here, but we can talk about it in the future. I did do some DE5 with a friend of mine that's an experiencer. When he was here in Roswell in front of a group of about 10 people, he was actually calling the direction and the sky these things were going to come out of the color they would be and how they would be moving. Multiple, multiple sightings.
1: After that News Nation second hour David Grush special, I also called John Burroughs, who encountered strange lights and craft in the UK's Rendlesham Forest and RAF Bentwaters in late December of 1980. That's when John worked in the 81st Security Police Squadron as Airman First Class in December of 1980. The deputy base commander at the time was U.S. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt. Even though there were several UFO interactions with various parts of the base for at least three nights from December 26 to 28, 1980, all was covered up. But 29 years later, on June 25th, 2009, Colonel Halt released a statement to the press that I reported about in my earthfiles.com news website lieutenant colonel charles i halt retired former 1980 deputy base commander at raf bentwaters in woodbridge england on june 25 2009 issued this press release quote i wish to make it perfectly clear that the ufos that i saw were structured machines moving under intelligent control and operating beyond the realm of anything I have ever seen before or since. I believe the objects that I saw at close quarter were extraterrestrial in origin, and that the security services of both the United States and England were and have been complicit in trying to subvert the significance of what occurred at Rendlesham by use of well-practiced methods of disinformation. Close quote. And after the News Nation two hour special this past Sunday night, June eleventh with whistleblower David Charles Grush, I also called John Burroughs for his reaction to those two hours.
3: I have spoken to Mr. Grush. I was introduced to him. I talked to him for over an hour. He showed interest in the Renaultstrom case was going to go look into it. He did briefly touch tonight about how people have been injured, and he went as far as saying killed. The Rendleson case, two of us were compensated with injuries from the incident. It is a fact that Rendelson was identified as a UFO, now it's called a UAP incident. And the UAP first came out in the declassified document called
1: Project Condine
3: where we were exposed to UAP radiation.
1: What date did you talk with David Grush?
3: I talked to him last April, 22. So he was going to look into the Rundle incident. He also said eventually he was going to bring me up to Space Command up in Colorado to go further with it, but I never did go up. So the fact that I've talked to him and The fact that he told me he was seriously looking into this, there was no doubt in my mind that he had every intention going forward with not only Rendlesham, but he was working on other stuff. So I think he filed an IG complaint. The IG has acknowledged it. They've got the complaint. They're taking it seriously, and they're going to go further with it. And the fact is that he had to go to the DOD to get even talk about the fact He was involved in stuff, and he's aware of stuff. So this is ongoing. They say it may take several months for the IG complaint to be fully investigated and handled. But the interesting part is that the response to his complaint is there is classified material involved. So there is something going on. The fact that he says that we have recovered craft and we have bodies That part hasn't been acknowledged by anybody inside government, but very few people have the clearance to go into whatever's going on. Exactly what have we recovered, how we weaponized it, do we have bodies? Even the Congress people themselves have not acknowledged that. The fact is, is that if we do have any of this, And we have weaponized it, which I've actually done FOIA where the British government said they had, and they've been working on it. It came out in the first hearing where a question was brought up about were we doing that, and they said they had to go behind closed doors, is the fact that they are looking at something and they are weaponizing it. So this is ongoing. I find it very interesting that there may be some hearings that they just talked about again, which I had been made aware of a couple of weeks ago going forward. It appears that these hearings are going to bring some actually military people in to talk about their experiences. I think with the idea that the public needs to hear from people that have experienced it further than what's already been presented to them with the videos that have come forward from the DOD, which is also interesting too, because the DOD has admitted those videos were real and they can't explain them.
1: And there was another very important statement in this News Nation interview tonight with Ross Colehart and with David Charles Grush, and that was, so many people in Congress and other do not have what is known as Title 50 access to the highest classifications. This has always been the control since Truman and MJ-12. There's always only been a very small group of people who actually had access to bodies, to craft, and to the actual knowledge that probably fills a football field now underground of information, let alone the discussion in tonight's program when Schellenberger said, I have spoken with other people who confirm more than a dozen extraterrestrial craft are hidden under high levels of security.
3: Title 50, who would have it, what committees or what people inside Congress have it, I think then you could go directly to those people and ask them if they've seen evidence because if they don't have the clearance, then they wouldn't have seen the evidence and therefore they're not lying. But that doesn't mean there isn't evidence. Right. This needs to be followed up. It needs to be followed up by people to find out exactly what agency within the IG. Because there's many different agencies within the IGs, which IG is investigating this, and there should be follow-up with them.
1: And there was a very important point made in the News Nation tonight, and it was focused around this question, quote, is Congress going to finally stand up against the Pentagon, close quote. And that was in a discussion about the fact that there is implied abuse of power and use of all kinds of classifications to keep everybody, including the president of the United States, out of UFO extraterrestrial matters.
3: I think the one president you could stick out to 100% that ordered an investigation and it wasn't treated properly was President Clinton. Bill Clinton actually went as far as asking the Roswell Institute to be investigated so in that case the president of the united states through john podesta had him look into this and they didn't get satisfactory answers because podesta himself said that they didn't and even when he was under obama it wasn't like president obama was pushing it as hard as he was and he even said he regretted he left without getting the full answers to what's going on so there's been plenty of people talking that there's something being held back but If you really come back down to it, Linda, this is just a final question, whether people like it or not, of national security. And whether people believe that this should be released or not, if it's going to be deemed national security, that's going to be the tough one to do. And again, it goes back to what agency in the IG is looking at this. And number two, these committees... What clearances they have, what authorizations they have, who directly in that committee has the clearance to follow this up. Like in my case, after I got my settlement, a group through DIA went to Senator McCain, who had a high clearance, and they approached him with some papers that were declassified that talk about technology going forward, exotic technology. So there's a lot of work that could be done on this to better understand even just how the national security state really works.
1: I have produced dozens of reports with John Burroughs about his experiences at RAF Bentwaters in December of 1980 with the UAP UFO phenomena. And so that you all can read my earthfiles.com news reports that I was referencing tonight Completely for free. We have posted in the chat this link. All of you can go to it. There's no charge. Go to earthfiles.com forward slash RAF. Again, that's earthfiles.com slash RAF. You will find tremendous details that would take hours to go through. Uh, but these reports are so important. What happened at RAF Bentwaters December 26 to 28, 1980, is so important. And that's why I would like all of you to be able to uh, share in, I ask uh, my uh, computer tech in Toronto specifically to put up a series that I think are Really important. And I welcome uh, more comments from those of you who may have been serving in the Air Force then. You may have your own stories of sightings because a lot happened at RAF Bentwaters near Woodbridge, England, not only in uh, the late December 1980, but many, many, many reports before that period and even after. And I wanted to share tonight, it's brief, but it means a lot to me, that it was Army Colonel Philip J. Corso in the year before he died in 1998. We had met at the 50th anniversary of the Roswell 1947 uh, UFO crash, and it was a big in Roswell and networks were there and I got to sit down and talk with him at great length and did an interview for Coast to Coast a.m. with Art Bell and we uh, were talking about many facets of his experiences of what led up to his classic and important book the day after Roswell which I still think is one of the most important books written and goes into the internecine warfare of the Pentagon that has been ongoing these 80 years about UFOs and UAPs. And I had been home in Philadelphia at that time after that 50th anniversary and it was probably uh, only about a month or two after we had all been together in Roswell that the phone rang and it was Colonel Philip J Corso and he said Linda my health is not good I would like you very much to come to Florida and I'll pick you up at the airport and I have material to show you and I only want to talk with you and so I got an airline ticket I flew to his home in Florida. I was picked up, and the next approximately four hours, we were in a a place that he had arranged where we could talk and look at documents and manuscripts and a whole lot of things that he showed me, validating his entire career and everything that he said. And it was getting close to when we were Uh, I was going to go back to the airport. It was going to be just that day from Philly down and then back up. And he looked at me, and I I remember distinctly that his eyes suddenly went to a kind of glisten, like whatever it was he was feeling very emotional about. And he said, I just want you to know that no matter how many people, how many governments, whatever the resistance is about UFOs and ETs he said I've seen an ET with my own eyes and then he said it was at Fort Riley Kansas and he described it not in huge detail but being there on a trip going someplace and learning that they had a preserved extraterrestrial biological entity or possibly artificial intelligence as we're learning today that the gray types come in many 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 types but he just asked he said I would just like to see and without people breaking apparently oaths and NDAs and everything it was just communicated to him where he would go to a specific building and he said he was by himself on purpose. And that what had been dis- defined for him as what he would do go in, go to X crate, look, and then walk out. And he said, I looked where they had div- directed me. And Linda, there is no possibility. Of confusion about a Homo sapiens sapien human, and the entity that I saw in the crate. He said it was small, approximately four feet, maybe a little taller, grayish skin with a bluish tinge. And at the time, as I look back, it appears that he did not know that the so-called skin of the grays especially the ais and a few of the smaller organics it's like a leotard it's like a second skin it is a protection it covers surgeons ran into that they thought that they were cutting into skin on autopsies and the scalpel would not cut that was a case in roswell that's in my earthfiles.com so the colonel was describing for me what he saw But I think that the being even then in a crate having died who knows how had on one of those leotards and all of it together adds up to how little we know after at least 80 years of UFO craft of many types with beings of many types interacting with the 20th to the 21st century homo sapiens sapien and that today on june fourteenth, 2023 we still are not in a country of by and for the people as long as this is all kept secret and the entire energy of planet earth seems to me to be off kilter and unfair that there are power centers who not only know a great deal about other life forms in this universe but they're traveling there through the Space Force in the specific craft that I have talked to you about and that hopefully from here going forward that we're going to get more and more and more releases what I have been told unofficially, is that there will be more about types and bodies. We will be seeing bodies if they live up to what I'm being told as this begins to continue to unfold. And let's hope by the end of this year that we all can jump up and scream and cheer at each other around the world on the Earth Files YouTube channel we are not alone is official and how it comes down in what details is what is left for us all to find out and i want to say to all of you who sometimes email me linda do you have a podcast yes we have a podcast it's new each thursday of the starts on the 24-hour cycle after the live shows so you can go to it's you it the the address is podcast at no podcast.earthfiles.com it's on the screen now podcast.earthfiles.com and with that i want to explain why if you felt like things were in slight chaos behind the beginning and parts of the show it's that we everything was fine we were getting ready to go and the connection with ian in england would not work and now we're going to try with me holding up my cell phone to my microphone because we still have not been able to solve what is wrong and i'm going to say ian dear ian I hope that you can be heard on our show. Brad is here to try to help boost. Nope. And already already something, we don't know why we had, it was in the 15 minutes before we were to go our normal uh, 7.30 p.m. mountain in all time zones, and Brad couldn't make a connection. And right we were scrambling We decided we would do the show anyway, so I hope that you are glad we went ahead and did the show, even though we weren't sure what we were doing some of the time. And chocolate has come, so that's a good sign. I now have my cell phone up near my microphone, and Ian, I'll try it again. If you're there, uh, I'm going to thank you for hanging in there and thank everybody who has got us through the 242,000 subscriber level. Thank you. And may we not have technical problems, but when we do have them, all of you everywhere in every country, I'm sure you are so used to now in this more complex world that the more we depend on technology, the more complex it gets to do things in which there is not a problem. So, Ian, are you there?
2: I think I up again. Well, you got it.
1: Yeah, we'll try it again. And all right. Hi, Linda. You're there now. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I don't know why, but you keep dropping out. But I'm here. Okay. So we've okay. got a good
2: connection. I can hear you.
1: All right, and now. Uh, I'm going to transition to you to see what comments and questions we have because we've used up time, I understand, out of all these technical issues, and we had a longer program than normal. So I'll go an extra 10 or 15 minutes if you can.
0: Yeah, I'm okay to do that, and I'm sure our audience are okay with that too. First of all, Linda, let me just say thank you for the uh, super chat tonight from Moonbird, Terry D., Yin Yang Glow swanky dog and whisper of love. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Linda, let's go straight to some questions.
0: Linda, does Linda feel the capital uh, question is very close to being answered?
1: Well, there's no doubt in my mind that it was answered back in 1979 when I did all of the investigations in Denver for the documentary A Strange Harvest because I was working with veterinarians, pathologists. Ultimately, after we produced that film, I would end up with working with a first-class hematologist, pathologist. And uh, we did so much hard science investigation. John Altshuler, MD. And right from the beginning, when he was doing tissue slices and having me look in his sophisticated microscope, and saying here is what normal uh, bovine tissue looks like under a microscope. Here is what we are finding in the excised lips, the excised eye, the excised jaw, the excised genitals, the excised uh, rectal tissue. It had been exposed to something that cooked the hemoglobin and cooked the collagen, but was not a laser because it was not leaving carbon residue. And right from the beginning of all of those baseline investigations, going from 79 now up to 2023, over and over again, the same issues of cooked collagen, cooked hemoglobin, uh, craters in the ground that when uh, Dr. Uh, Levengood, a biophysicist in Michigan, we were able to work on some animal mutilation cases in which he did soil compression tests and determined as uh, they have been doing in Oklahoma, uh, where uh, the, uh, they have had mutilations there and they have done some soil compression uh, investigation. And in one of them they concluded that that animal had been dropped from 300 feet. Uh, I have had several cases over the years where it was estimated 300, 400 feet. That means the animals are being taken and then I'm assuming excisions, and then they are dropped back to the ground, which would explain why there are no tracks around the bodies, including not the animal's own tracks, and that whatever is happening in the craft, that is the technology that is uh, doing the excisions, which cook the collagen and cook the hemoglobin, but don't leave a carbon residue. And does that mean that the non-human presence that has been interacting with our surface pl- life for as I understand it at least 278 million years, does it mean that all of this needs to be looked at as horrible or terrible or, or something uh, that can hurt us humans? No. The animal mutilations around the world in all of the categories of wild and domestic animals has been going on since at least the early 1960s. And I have written in my own work, An Alien Harvest and Glimpses of Other Realities, Volume 1 and 2, that working with the pathologist, talking with the medical doctor who helped me Uh, compare various technologies and surgeries in Denver, that the conclusion after 40-some years is that this ongoing, periodic, cyclic doesn't happen everywhere all the time at all. It can be Four years can go by in one area no mutilations and then suddenly there will be cycles of new ones maybe even up to 10 or 12 but that is what I mean by cycles they will go away for a period of time can be in three or four years and then they will return and when they return there will be a cycle of whatever that number is and then they will go away and then three or four years later they will come back and there are certain areas of the world that I know from maps where I expect that there will be cyclic animal mutilations. There are places that repeat in various states and in the states, various places in the United States, in Canada, going down to Mexico, Central America, South America, Australia, New Zealand, kangaroos. It's all the same type of excisions it's all the same type of evidence and that's where you get to the issue answering do i feel that i am coming to a revelation about what makes animal mutilations no i had that proved to me when i did all that work in 79 to the 80s so that is that's my big picture on this ian
0: Um, so, actually, the, the question is related to the context in which the, the um, disclosure may be made uh, with, with these revelations of whistleblowers. Uh, the, the question really is wondering if there will be official acknowledgement of the animal mutilations. What do oh. you think about whether it will follow?
1: Yeah, that is a different question, and all of us are waiting to see what will happen. I don't know. Uh, and that's it. I mean, I hope that the answer to all of the questions, I hope we're going to get honest, true complexities that include animal mutilations and that they might be doing for a reason of sustenance and genetic manipulation, which is my own personal opinion. Uh, all of abductions, hybridization, genetic manipulation over millions of years, that our planet is a laboratory, let's learn about it. Let's learn about the extraterrestrials that have been manipulating DNA and already evolving primates for the last two million years, and that we're one of the products, and that it's nothing scary to me and shouldn't be to you. But that means that the whole big relationship between humans, the Earth, other life forms, is way more complicated than just landing and being introduced, however it will happen. I I pray that we're just going to be able to get the truth. Yes, we're not alone. Yes, there are other high civilizations in systems like the Trappist-1, Planet E, and if that would happen this year, uh, one way or another, to get this planet back on some kind of a context of real truth. Go ahead, Ian. Okay, another question. Do you think that the whistleblowers
0: have faith uh, uh, in the AARO office and the procedures set forth?
1: I don't know about that either, but John Burroughs pointed out something to me very important. He said that Mr. Kirkpatrick, the director of the Aero office has not said that he has a category 50 clearance and it and John was I thought in the interview segment made it very clear unless you are going to have access to these high where there's only maybe half a dozen people in a category who have any access then the people who don't have high clearances are not part of SAP programs, that if they say, I've never seen a document about and do it with that kind of uh, angry energy, well, all they are uh, confirming is that they don't have a category of classification. And we're seeing that also in all of the news about former Trump president, that all those documents, who had the actual security, the valid security right to look at a lot of those TCIs, the, the uh, top uh, t- uh, compartmentalized intelligence. So we don't have an answer on that, but it comes right back also to what John said, that all of this going forward is going to be probably a big revelation, if we are told the truth, about how our most highly classified projects in the United States government, how that all really works in terms of having categories of secrecy, in which only a tiny few have access to the highest, which in this case, ETs, animal mutilations, human abductions, Mining the asteroid belt all of that would be in a category of a small number of people and that is The next big issue How is Congress as a body of a representation of the people of the United States of America? How is Congress ever going to be able to see hear, listen to all of the hugely highly Classified truths, if there isn't something done to allow them to do so legally, it seems to me that is another hurdle. Maybe they're talking about it, maybe they've already worked it out. But that is the disconnect that we are in in the United States between those few people who have actual access to these highest secrets, like MJ 12.
0: Yeah, that leads on to the next question from Catherine Hunt in the chat this evening. She says about uh, Congress is basically ignorant and wouldn't even understand what needs to be asked or answered.
1: Well, that is true. Ignorance can only ask questions that come to mind. And because they're so totally unexposed, to the complexity of all of this. My God, 44 years. I feel like I've learned a lot. But every year, it just everything gets bigger and more complex. So I suppose you could say the whole planet has to go through a learning curve. We're all going to have to go back to into a whole new education. And But if we don't, if people said, Oh, we can't open all of this up because we're on a planet that for centuries for thousands of years this has been truth and this has been this box and we can't we just can't possibly rock the boat oh yes you can every year of life on earth and any other planet of life is an evolution and the evolution is toward learning more and that's where we are with all of these pushes and pulls of something that is highly complex because we have been living on a planet for thousands of years in which the truth of other life forms in the universe have been kept from us by those very beings. That was the way it started. And then when humans began actually realizing that we are on a hotel planet, we are on the surface, All kinds of beings are below water, below ice, below in mountains. They've been here for millions of years, far longer than we have been a creature alive on Earth. So this is a huge uh, coming awake. This is a huge moment on Earth if we can get past the dangers of our own species self-destructing with wars and All of the things that might be ahead of us as even the climate of the earth is going to change but if we could get this open now with all of the issues of how many lies have been told and how long will it be to counter with the truths this could be the last real chance in this year in this difficult decade in which if we opened up all of the truth and we could be introduced to true allies that our government works with side by side, as I've been told by several people, that some of the beings like the tall whites and one or two or three species of the Nordics work with us, help us. Well, why can't that be opened up to the whole planet? And I know people say, well, then it would be to Russia, China, and our enemies. But on the other side of that objection is the distinct possibility that every nation, every political border of this planet has had some interaction with some of the beings. So the idea that this would be fresh and difficult, I think, if it were all opened up, we might even begin to understand who would be enemies to humans like the tronyloid insects, Epsilon Eridani, only 10 and a half light years away. We need to be educated. We need to learn. We need to know exactly what all of the political and power broker factions on this planet know if we're going to be a planet that has a future. With a species of homo sapiens sapien that are just for the first time first time the whole planet is on the verge of a headline we're not alone in this universe that multiple dimensions manipulation of timelines manipulation of gravity all of it the technology of extraterrestrial advanced intelligences and we are just waking up.
0: Well, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, Linda. And, uh, as you say, the, the secrecy actually started with the beings themselves, but we've had 80 years, I believe, that Grush is, uh, is referring back to a 1933 case that right. he says that he's seen documentation about. So we've got uh, cases going way, way back. Uh, that's 90 years. Um, you know,
1: we're, we're, we've gone back to... And Ian Jacques, I- Ian Jacques Vallée did a book about looking back centuries, looking back at some of the oil paintings and the drawings of things that were like in craft in the skies with beams that were coming down, whether it's caves or buildings. If you go back 2,000 years, 12,000 years, 45,000 years... The same thing has been happening to the planet. We are the new kids on the block who have been denied the truth. We are the ones that are just being waked up in, amid a complexity of secrecy layers that only the power brokers, only the power brokers of the earth, and that includes our elected representatives, they are the only ones with the military operations, who currently have access to some of that information. And what I think is the only fair way for a, f- for a future is that the whole planet has to be educated and we have to be introduced to the allies in a way that we can feel that we are not facing a future of human self-destruction that it's in the interests of the non-humans that are our allies to keep us going that is a big question a big huge issue but to all of you thank you for being here tonight when we've had all of the the technical problem but ian it's We I think you can hear me and I can hear you clearly and that we are the first program This is the first program that earth files YouTube channel has done in Which I feel that in the coming months there actually is a Possibility that we're going to as a planet be introduced finally to the reasons why we are not alone is a truth A big truth and that the next steps will be the entire world population beginning to start an education by power brokers with power brokers and with the other intelligences about how do you do a handshake in which the disconnect is millennia that's the hurdle but I am so personally encouraged by David Grush. I think he is telling the truth, wants to tell the truth, and let's hope that they'll keep unfolding it and whatever we can do at EarthFiles Files YouTube to support that unfolding, helping with the education. Uh, I will continue to try to share the people that come to me in the military and from other facets and that this could be exciting if there aren't forces trying to slam it all down again. That is my biggest worry tonight, and I would love to know in the chat through you, Ian, are people in our audience, are you worried about the fact that this wonderful inertia is going forward with Mr. Uh, Grush? Could it be slammed down? Let's
0: ask the uh, audience, let us know in the chat. Linda, go ahead put the question. Let's ask them. Let's see what they say. But overwhelmingly, the chat is lively tonight. Everyone is on board. And, uh, let um, me ask
1: a question, Ian. Let me ask a que- yeah, question. If I could get a wish answered tonight, it would be that all 200 and 42,000 plus subscribers tomorrow would be able to write to call the office of text how FedEx their political representative the, the most powerful down to the newest start writing communicating you want In our country, we want Congress to open up the truth. And wherever the other representations are representatives in all the other nations, if all of the people in all of the languages were encouraged, how do we get this global handshake to work when the power brokers want to control the money And they think that we're all going to collapse and die or faint if they say, yeah, we're one of thousands of civilizations. And uh, we're now going to start giving you some information. Does that mean, when it beeps, does that mean it's quit? Communication. Communication, that's what we need around the world. I don't know if anybody can hear me. (laughs) The program we could not ever end because we could never hang up the phone. (laughs)
0: Because
1: that one's not working. I'm giving you a huge hug. Ian, I just heard you. We,
0: okay. Are we still live?
1: It's, it's like a metaphor for everything we're talking about. We get a spurt of communication, and then it oh, cuts and I off. I don't
0: know what it is. That's right. Uh, are we live or not? So are we still are, I don't are know. We are
1: we live? Okay. To the audience, what I was saying is, I would love to know if everyone here, everywhere around the world are you willing to start writing letters texts to your whatever your political representatives are in whatever country and saying we are not afraid of the truth we want to know the truth about other life forms in this universe We want to know who is here on Earth with us. We want to know who is our ally, who is not an ally. And that means that we also need to have a handshake and an agape hug with all of the representatives, scientists, doctors, physicists, people in the Pentagon and beyond who would like to see this transition happen, I'm sure, without it being rocky and difficult. But it will not work if we are not really told real truths. Because we, at least as humans, we generally know the difference when our government is telling us the truth or not. We are intuitive as a species at that level. And now this is a time for the truth. And on that note, dear Ian, hopefully we will have this cell phone uh, problem solved by next Wednesday on the next program. And for all of you who have uh, hung in there with us right from the beginning where we had this uh, problem, I thank you for being here. I love all of you who are supporting Earth Files YouTube channel because my whole dream is to be alive when we have the huge announcement, official, around the planet. We are not alone in this universe, it is filled with consciousness. And that physicists like David Bohm, brilliant, were some of the first to say, The key to this universe is that it is conscious like it's a a life-form unto itself the universe and we are in this universe and we have souls and those souls have cycling in this universe and perhaps beyond and that in the introduction finally of humanity eight billion to one new civilization three five seven whatever is the truth it could possibly change the destiny of the 2020 to 2030 decade from one that has been described by controlled remote viewers as highly self-destructive meaning humans and the climate maybe if we could change the frequency of earth do we want truth we want whole truth it might change the vector of time and events to something positive that no one at this point knows Let's keep coming together at the Earth Files YouTube channel with Chocolate, my dear tech team, and with cell phones that work in connection with Ian. And I look forward to hearing back from you about whether you feel that now you could be heard, that you could communicate with political representatives asking for the truth about extraterrestrials, this planet us and this universe on that note i send you all what i really feel at my soul agape love